And welcome back to the COVID Reboot Series brought to you by the Cape Town Fashion Council with me, your host, Colin Donsko. Now, as the Cape Town Fashion Council continues to pioneer the transformation of the fashion economy's growth and development, we're very excited to bring you another episode right here um, on the show. Now, in this episode, we zoom in on working capital, um, working capital for retail, and we're chatting to Carl Westweg, he's the CEO of Retail Capital. Now, known as one of South Africa's gentle hands-off leaders, Carl gives world-class advice to young business owners. Uh, now, while the retail industry is being or is currently being uh, challenged by tighter margins, saturated markets, uh, new e-commerce entrants, and disruptive technologies, a retail or retailers need access to innovative finance solutions and sound advice to combat these challenges. Carl Westwick, good afternoon and welcome. Hi, Colin. Thanks for having me on, on your show. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. Uh, now, with the COVID Reboot Series, we have... Uh, we, we've set our hearts on bringing uh, industry leaders and pioneers onto this platform uh, to assist with the facilitation of migration into this new norm uh, that the industry currently faces. But firstly, Carl, what, uh, where do we find ourselves and then what are some of the services that retail capital um, uh, uh, makes available to the industry? I think it's a very deep question. So firstly, this is probably the most disruptive impact on an industry in our lifetimes, and mm -hmm. probably will be for, for the rest of our lifetimes. So, I mean, we certainly a business as, as well, we're shaken as much by this as every other business owner in South Africa. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think we underestimate sometimes the level of impact. So at a human level, obviously we've lost our freedom to a large extent, mm -hmm. there are benefits that go with it, but we've lost our freedom. Uh, I think relationships are strained, and that's at a business level, relationships with your shareholders, mm. with your landlords, with your suppliers, with your customers, you know, particularly if you're on trading, as, as many businesses aren't right now, even under, under level four restrictions. So it's shaken the, the whole foundation of, a, of business mm. in general. So, mm. I mean, we're a, we're a business funder and we, we can provide working capital uh, for that period, but it's also important to understand when to use the capital. And not just to take funding, yeah. and certainly in our experience with uh, with SME owners has been they've they've been very responsible. Mm -hmm. So, so, so to SME owners, uh, a call who find it hard to access funding or, or are often not eligible for, for example, for a national government small uh, business relief plans. What are what are some of the alternative uh, financing solutions um, that these small business owners or SME owners um, that they can consider? Uh, to revive their business or for their business to survive post-COVID-19? Okay, so, so firstly, so we've run some surveys on business owners and just to give you some idea of stats, so, mm -hmm. so roughly 50% of the business owners we surveyed have applied for relief funding in some form and of that, 30% have qualified so far. So it, the numbers are still fairly small, so the, the, the support is limited. Okay. Uh, if you're a formal business where you can apply for UIF support, potentially that's there. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the first advice I'd give is don't take funding to pay salaries when you're not sure you're going to be viable wow. or going to reopen. Okay, wow. So that's, that's the first thing. So the most important thing as a business owner right now is get yourself restarted. And obviously, we're dependent on government to decide when you can or can't operate. Absolutely. Or innovate to a point where you can start operating. So we're certainly seeing 
many businesses pivoting where they're now supplying and you're in the fashion industry supply winter clothes mm -hmm. and get it on the shelves because that can be sold right now that can be sold mm -hmm. you might not be in that space right now so so pivot to some extent as soon as you're trading and you have cash flow coming in you can access working capital Mm -hmm. So, we're a cash flow based lender, not an asset based lender or okay. a security based lender. So, banks typically want security, surety, they want assets mm -hmm. to underpin, they lend you. We look at your trading history and your trading turnover. So, as soon as you're doing turnover, we can look at that and say, given what your trajectory looks like, we can fund on the back of that cash flow. Mm -hmm. so, so, you can access funding very early in the process. As soon as you switch your doors on, as soon as you start trading, you can you can get access to funding. Ah, so so to small business owners that are that are uh, intending or they intend to to uh, apply or access alternative find, uh, financing um, options, where do they start? So what do they need to get the process of application started? Okay, so on the retail capital website, we now have a full e-commerce mm -hmm. portal, so they can register on our client zone. Uh, and the client zone is is your your stats about the company, registration numbers, directors, etc. And you can start that process even prior to to restarting your business. If you're already trading, that's great. Okay. Um, and we can we can almost give a conditional approval subject to kicking kicking off the business again. And as soon as you're trading, you then have some track record, and it's very easy to pick up. So. I mean, we do look at things like your bank statements for trading, any merchant um, uh, statements you might have if you accept credit card payments. Mm -hmm. So, so that's all helpful. Yeah, and uh, this and this application can be done via the capital or retail capital website. Directly, okay. directly. So it's, it's a full e-commerce process. Uh, it doesn't require human intervention mm -hmm. unless then you just someone. Uh, and 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 uh, criteria qualification criteria. So, typically 30,000 Rand a month turnover, okay. so the minimum level uh, we look at, I'll qualify that. So, if you're already a retailer using uh, some of our partners' devices, so Ecorca, Yoko, to accept credit card payments, then you can qualify for lower turnover levels through okay. that portal. Okay. So, we would pre-qualify all those customers already as soon as they start trading and make that available. Uh, if you're not using one of those devices, then typically 30,000 Rand minimum turnover level okay. and, and reasonably good conduct. So it's not an onerous, onerous process like you're typically used to. Absolutely. And so we're seeing, we're seeing many SME owners uh, call at this point. They, they need immediate funding in order for them to survive. So what are we looking in terms of time frames? They, uh, they've, they've loaded the application. What is, what is the time frame uh, that, we, that we're looking at? So if they're already trading and there's a, some sort of track record, then it can be anything from 30 seconds if they're pre-qualified through one of our oh, partners. Wow. Wow. So it's, it's immediate money money in the account by the next day. If it's uh, if there's no um, clear trading pattern, then it can take two to five days. So it's not a long process. It's a wow. very, very quick process to get access to funding. And to some extent, you know, many of the, of the people are going to restart again. Yeah. You know, you tend to have potential arrears with your suppliers, arrears with your landlord. Mm -hmm. So you need to make good on some of those things before that allows you to start trading or to make sure you have stock and you have access to, to what you need to trade. So at least get a pre-qualification 
we can give an undertaking that the money's available as and when they start trading, so they can start having that discussion. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think one of the key things in in this space right now with so much disruption yeah, yeah. is people need to look after each other. Yeah, throughout oh. the supply chain. I, I love I love that there is a there is a common message that we're hearing from many of the leaders in in you know respective industries or various industries is that we've got to engage with one another and we've got to look after each other. So thank you, uh, thank you for saying that, Carl. But let's talk about uh, rebooting. So many businesses right now either have to close down or they've got to restructure or they've got to reboot their businesses. Um, talk us through your advice and the process of rebooting post COVID nineteen. Okay, so. I mean, let's just talk quickly about the human side again. So, yeah, when you get faced with an existential issue, like, will I make it, won't I make it, will I have cash, will I run out of cash, can I reopen? Your first thing is about survival. Yeah. You can't think about anything else but survival. Yeah. And the most important thing is cash flow versus expenses. So, if you've got cash to carry you through for two or three, four months while this thing unplaced, fantastic. If you don't have the cash, you've got to manage your expense structure. So it means cutting costs. Uh, I mean, mm. it may impact people too. But people understand if you're communicating. So the first thing is survival. Once okay. you pass that, you've then got to take stock of what you need to do to get through to reopening. Mm. And you also need to start picturing yourself in a new normal. So oh, that. If, if you're sitting with a... Um, a big fixed overhead um, that requires crowds which aren't going to be allowed to be in one place in a for a period of time, you've got to think about getting online. You've got to think about changing your distribution channels. Mm -hmm. So we've seen a lot of restaurant owners, for instance, we're seeing it doing deliveries. These are sit-down restaurants that never considered deliveries in the past. Mm -hmm. So you rethink your model. I mean, certainly we're going to be supporting longer-term health industry the e-commerce channels, the online portals, um, home deliveries, because I think that's where the shift is happening. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I think a, a, a lot of the concerns is, I mean, there's there's your marketing spend, there's your, for SME, fashion SMEs having to pay off their debt, there's production uh, cost. Uh, what are you advising? Where where should SME owners in the fashion industry prioritize their spend? What what do, What is most important? Yeah, I, I guess you're... You're always going to spend the money that's that's going to create your next sale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's it. So, if you need to have production cost deliver something to the market, that's where you're going to spend your money first. Mm -hmm. But I come back to communication again. So, I mean, a very prominent leader in South Africa said to me, "The only way we all get through this is if everyone feels a little bit of pain." Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. And if you have one part in the process that wants to their full their full quota absolutely they're break the system yeah. so if you're dealing with cmt's producing product for you in the fashion industry have the negotiation mm -hmm. open that debate and i think there's been a balance of power shift between various parties so in the past your landlord was king mm -hmm. your landlord set the rent and you had no choice but to pay to that evict you that that's not possible right now. Absolutely, yeah. That would evict every one of, the, of his tenants, which means they're much more open to engaging, much more open to negotiating rent and rental holidays and delays and those types of things. So, have the conversations. 
Oh, I love that. I love that. And thank you for, for, for addressing that. I think I've, I've seen more people during this past few weeks panic about not being able to pay the rental, you know, to operate their businesses and, and not knowing how they're going to get through it. And, and so I think an important question uh, to ask, and I, and I guess you, you, you're, or not, I guess you're the perfect person to advise on this. How, how do SME owners manage their, um, their, their business debt that they've accumulated during this period? I think a lot of landlords, for example, are more flexible with their payment arrangements, um, but debt has still been accumulated by SME owners, uh, you know, running their businesses. How do they, how do they manage this debt in your opinion? It, it's on the same basis. So, mm. You know, yeah. it's it's going to be a negotiation. You know, every single person. This is different to other crises in the past where yeah. you might have had an impact just on uh, an individual company. Or you know, this is systemic. This is every single person in the chain, right away from manufacturer through to retail through to customer is under stress. Yeah. So everyone's in the same place. We need we need cash to flow to some extent. So mm -hmm. if you can sit down and supply and say. I know I owe you 10,000 Rand. Yeah. I can you 2,000 Rand now and 1,000 Rand a month for a period of time. Yeah. They're much more open to negotiating. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, my next question was going to be, what are, what are some of the best practices or financial best practices uh, that should be applied uh, to SME businesses during this period? And I mean, that, that's dealing with uh, deliveries uh, you know, from suppliers, that is dealing with agreements on overdue rent. Um, and then I think just an overview of, of what best practices would be during this period. Um, I think just to put at ease the, the, the SME owners that are really have gone into a state of panic during this time. Yeah, I think it comes back to a human thing more than yeah. anything else. Is you yeah. talk about panic, is the reaction to it. So, uh, so, so we face the same issue as a business, as yeah. retail capital when this thing hits. I mean, to an extent, a large number of our businesses weren't allowed to trade and couldn't pay us either. So we had to make sure we had liquidity. We had, so we've been through the same cycle as everyone else Absolutely. is going through. Yeah. And the first thing we have to do to some extent is, is suspend emotion. You can't get emotional oh, about the stuff. Yeah, that's profound. Yeah. You've actually, you can deal with the fallout later in terms mm. of trying to deal with the, the panic and all the rest. But for yeah. now, you've got to focus on, on step by step, how do I get through this thing? The other thing is, is face it. Don't avoid it. Mm. So... People um, can take their view that I'd rather not look at it because it's bad news. Mm -hmm. Write down everything you owe to who you owe it. Take the biggest value first. Phone that person first and say, how do we, how do we create a structure that works for you and for me? Mm. Mm. So, it's, yeah, it's, this, is, this is common sense stuff. I, I don't think Absolutely. there's any sort of bit. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think the common advice we're receiving in this series is is, is I think it, it just recurs. It's it's that the human element is important right now. Engage with the various stakeholders that you're dealing with and have the discussion and the conversation. Uh, so I, again, thank you for reiterating that point. Um, let's deal with strategy uh, going forward. So strategy for restructuring businesses that are now in a position where they've got a and, and again this is happening across industries but businesses that is having to restructure where you now find the online space or the virtual space suddenly suddenly uh, there's a whole lot of focus on there so online versus brick and mortar a business uh, what is a simple strategy when restructuring uh, Carl? So the way I always approach online and offline is yeah. They're the same thing, the different channels. So don't be intimidated first to buy online. Ah, love that. 
So it, it's just another channel. So whether it's a sales channel or a broker channel, it's an online channel. Mm-hmm. People also fear technology. Technology oh. has been dumbed down so much over the years that it's easy to use or it's easy to find a millennial that can do it for you. Mm-hmm. So don't be intimidated by, by technology. Just be clear about what you're looking for. So you know, in the retail space, essentially there are three, three major components you've got to think about in the online space. What does your shop front look like? So your virtual shop front, front the one that's on the, on the web. Uh, do you go and get something like Shopify? Do you get WooCommerce? So, so pick a platform mm. that you can upload your stock easily and represent it. You need a payment gateway, someone like a PayFast and so on, um, who can do the card transactions for you and the payments. Yeah. yeah. In, um, and then have a distribution channel partner. And there are many of those guys out there too who will deliver your stock and they'll pick it up and deliver it fee. So it's just the little building blocks you put together. Absolutely. It yeah. takes a bit of time to plug it in, but people are switching on e-commerce sites in days nowadays. It doesn't uh, take months and months and lots of money anymore. It's, I, it's I love that. Cool. I love that. I, wanna, I, want to, I want to expand on that point. It, it doesn't take months and months and it doesn't require... Uh, lots and lots of money um, and also thank you for touching on I, I, I think it's important that the the fashion economy and SME owners understand that there's no reason to be intimidated uh, by technology which is what Carl just uh, just mentioned and I think it's become overwhelming because there's so much talk around if you if you have not yet migrated to online then you're going to be you know you're, you're lost or you're going to fall by the wayside and I think it's important that we just remind uh, SME owners that, that 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 it's a transition or a migration, uh, but don't allow the technology to to intimidate you. Um, uh, Carl, what are your predictions? So there's there's a new norm across sectors, across industries, and just about in every department. What are some of your your predictions uh, regarding the near future and, and business? Well, I don't think they're necessarily that profound, yeah. but certainly. I think everybody's become more digitally savvy. Yeah. I talk about the average person on the street. So the fact that we're having a Skype conversation, you know, people that, that would never do an online video mm-hmm. is, are now talking to all their friends and family everywhere because they're locked down. Mm-hmm. So the Zoom, the, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So people are more comfortable with technology, first of all. I think this work-from-home phenomena will stay to some extent. I think people are more comfortable working in that environment but they're missing the people element. So Absolutely. there'll be a shift back to physical environments where possible, but it's easier to do business now virtually. So there's be less travel. It'll be more more convenience-based mm. meetings, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, I think Absolutely. What, what we've also learned in the lockdown is we have a lot more time and we're also more effective. So you, know, you don't have to be spending two hours in the traffic in the morning and the evening. Mm. So all of a sudden you have time for family, you have time for headspace. So it's a bit of a bar- bizarre situation that you know, at a personal level, you're probably getting the best relationship you know, that you've had for a long period of time with your friends, family, and kids. Absolutely. And yet your business is suffering. Uh, the economy is suffering. Everyone's suffering outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, it's too hard to reconcile those two things. But yeah, I think we, I think we're in for a... I think people are going to think about the world differently. They're going to think about, I think people are innovating a lot more. Certainly in our business, we're taking the time in this, in this downtime, this great pause, mm. to 
make our processes more efficient, to digitize our process, to move more online. Um, one thing I was going to mention about the online space is probably the biggest cost to go online is getting people to know that you exist online. Mm-hmm. So that's marketing. So if I've got any advice for guys right now is get yourself a decent social media profile. Mm-hmm. If you don't have one right now, get yourself a social media profile. Start um, creating Instagram profiles. Start creating Facebook profiles, LinkedIn profiles. Get yourself onto the web. Because when you've got your Shopify or your your portal, your your um, your shop front on the web, you need people to know that it exists. Mm-hmm. Very noisy space. Oh, I love that. I love that. And again, I think one of the most important uh, pieces of advice is that migrate to the online space. Don't be overwhelmed by it. Uh, but we have to we have to be present uh, there. Uh, Carl, I'm going to we are going to make the uh, information to the application process via the website available uh, just beneath uh, this video on the website. Again, the application process is very simple. Hop on over to Retail Capital's website. Uh, the application process can literally be done online, and the turnaround or the waiting period is not as long as we. Um, as we expected in the past. Uh, again, this was a call Westberg CEO at Retail Capital, giving us insight, guidance, advice, and tips on how to move into the future and embrace the new norm, but not crumble under the pressure. Call, thank you so, so much for chatting to us this afternoon. Thanks, Colin. Keep well. <laughs> thank you. Now, as the Cape Town Fashion Council continues to bring you inspirational thought leaders, pioneers, um, and guests on the show, uh, we promise to assist you in facilitating the growth process into the future. Uh, Continue to follow the COVID Reboot series as we bring you more and more voices that is going to help you do better in business. Again, that was Carl Westberg, Retail uh, Capital CEO. Uh, And again, the information to the application process for retail financing will be available on uh, the site. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Colin Donsko, COVID Reboot Series, brought to you by Cape Town Fashion Council. Take care for now and God bless.